All right, welcome back to the Lindroth Hockey Podcast. We are in partnership with the Black and Gold Hockey Productions. You're here with co-host, father and son duo, Andrew Jim Lindroth today. Dad, how are you? Doing great, Andrew. We have a special guest here today, not a North American player. Right. We'll get right into the intro. This is going to be a great podcast. Yeah, we're excited to have with us today uh, Richard Burzin. So as a teenager, he played in Latvia and also for the national U18 team and continued to play between Latvia, Belarus, Kazakhstan, Belarus, Belarus and, and Norway from 2005 to 2013. Later in 2013, he did sign a one-year deal to play pro hockey in Italy and later shortly ended up in North America for a short stint with the Tulsa Oilers, which is where we remember him from. Yep. And after his stint in North America, he returned overseas to play in Latvia and later that year ended up in EIHL with the Manchester Storm and then played later for five Flyers as well. Um, he's continued to play all over the world, including Poland, and is now even playing uh, in France now. So without further ado, so I can stop talking Let's welcome our special guest today, man. How are you? Good, guys. Good. Ready Good, for an interview. <laughs> Andrew's got the first question. Yeah, so, I mean, what a resume, man. You've been traveling all over the world, even including North America. So, being a native from Latvia, give us a background of the culture of hockey in, in your country, and then how did you become interested and fall in love with the sport? Oh, in Latvia, hockey is, like, probably number one or number two, at least. And like Basketball and hockey is the most popular sports, and then – I don't even know what the third one is like. We like we have only two million people, so we don't have a lot of like big leagues like you guys have. But yeah, I tried a lot of sports like basketball before, different kinds, even tennis. And like I started hockey like pretty late, like twelve years old or something. Oh wow! And since so, so we moved to another like uh, town, and there was like a lot of kids playing hockey, roller hockey, and then. I started to go on the first practice with them, and I kind of loved it from then on. So, so I started, and yeah. yeah. So, what were the rinks like there growing up? Um, I know, even just in North America, sometimes we had outdoor rinks, we had great indoor rinks, but bad indoor rinks. What was the uh, rink situation for you growing up? Actually, there wasn't a lot of rinks, but the rinks were small compared to like other other leagues or other countries. But no, no, it's we still have like not as many uh, rings, but there's plenty of them to 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 play in. But there's not a lot of outdoor rings actually. So I we I started in like a small rink in the center of Riga, and now they're already rebuilding to build a new one for the World Cup that we had. So it's like a different stadium when it's gone, and <laughs> yeah, that's that's where I kind of started doing hockey and love the game. So you played for um, uh, Latvian Hockey League as well as the national under-18 team. And we want to note, we believe that you also won the gold medal in the World Junior Tournament in 2005 and six. What was that experience like representing your country on such a big stage and winning the gold medal that year when you played on the team? Uh, I mean, it was huge. Like, just to represent my country and like being those guys that can like represent like already meant a lot and the, like the world cup was in riga too so it was like a packed full bar and barn and like it was unbelievable and a lot of guys well, not maybe a lot but some of the, the guys on that team even played in the nhl later like dog events i think cool somebody went like we, we had a good team that year so and we went to the group A next year in Finland, in Tampere or something. Do you remember um, what it was like experiencing the whole international play 
compared to just, you know, your, your own country? Was it a big um, transition for you to play from everybody all over or was it an easy transition? No, I mean, a lot of the guys already know each other. Like there was a lot of guys that played before, like in, in like junior leagues and like Latvia is small, like all the hockey players basically know each other. So it, it wasn't that hard, but when you get to the camp and you realize like all the, your friends and family are watching, like, you get the feeling that it's something special and yeah, it's, it's always, always nice to represent your country. Yeah. And so talk about the league then that you played in when you were younger I and mean, when you returned, because, you know, when you look on elite prospects, all it says is uh, the country name, right? So is it the Latvian national league? Did, is it a juniors that you started playing? Cause it looks like it was the same when you returned and we'll get to that later when you returned back to your home country way later in your career. So what was yeah, that? League? It's like the Latvian junior league and, but uh, we even played in Belarus too because we didn't have like a lot of like uh, team, like strong teams. So we like even us when we played, we played in Belarus championships like to get like more more experience and like everything like that. And it, it was pretty wild to go to Belarus when I was younger because we had to live in families and like a lot of people there were really poor. And you like it's it's yeah the experience that I got there. It was amazing, but even even later we played like in the with the men's team in Belarus, and you, you always go to Belarus. It's like a reality check compared like, to Latvia because it's like it's a totally different country. It's like Lukashenko regime, and you can see a lot of crazy stuff there. Yeah, so you can you continue playing in your home country, and then you travel to other countries and leagues. Mentioned in the intro throughout your early years and playing. Uh, but you also won the uh, league championship, I believe, in, during the 2009-2010 season. So, again, now you've got a gold medal. Um, I would assume a huge championship title there, too, in just five years. I assume at this point, are you starting to think, you know, okay, I, I've, I've been around. You know, I was able to make the U18 team, especially starting at 12. What At what moment did you say, you know what, I could play pro and actually make a living doing this? Uh, it was actually, I think, the – First one for sure was like the U18s, like championship. That gave me like a, at least a boost. And then we had like a brand new project, like the KHL team from Riga. Yeah. So it was like one of the first years. And like the, I played for the second team, like farm team. And like, like the one league below when we played on Belarus. Like, and I played there that year pretty good. And then I decided to like to try like uh, to go next year, maybe some, some other places to play and try my luck there. So, so off, off the wall question, um, we've had on players that have played in Germany, Finland, Sweden, even uh, the KHL. Uh, most of them talk about how crazy the fans are in Germany for some reason with the sort of what we would call soccer, you would call football mentality. What are the fans like if we were to go to a, a Latvian game? Latvian game, maybe... There's not a lot of people actually coming to the games. It's not like the local championship wasn't that popular. But if you go to a KHL game like Dynamo Riga, when they played, you can get into a like really good atmosphere there. But like the local championship is not as huge as, as, the, as it was when it was like a KHL team in Riga. But in other places around Europe, the fans are, as you said, like football type of fans that like, keeps going like all game long and like <laughs> you can't yeah it's it's totally different so you said that at least in in Latvia that you know it's hockey's at least number one if not uh, just under number one and number two 
is it there's a lot of interest in in you know you guys playing hockey or was there just hard to get fan reception if, especially if it's so popular how come people weren't going to the games or caring about the local championships as much or what did they watch khl mostly or i don't know like it hasn't been that like that big like we don't have like that big rinks too like there's maybe like thousand people can like two thousand not that many so i don't know maybe the they give like bad info about the games or like people are just not interested like when it's in riga it's like it was like a full like a rink everything everything was full but on the local championship i don't know it's people doesn't watch it like that much but on the tv when it's like national like teams playing then all the latvians are watching it like everybody's like into it everybody's at the bars at the watching at home it's huge and like this spring the the national team is going to play too and championship is going to be in Riga, and I think it's in Finland. So it's going to be hockey parade in Riga, I guess. Yeah. So I want to jump ahead just a little bit to where we first saw you here in North America. So after you do some time in Italy, how did you end up in the East Coast League in North America, and how did you end up in Tulsa, which we think is a great place? <laughs> yeah, it is a great place. So I had one friend that played in the East Coast League, and I asked him for for finding me like a spot maybe for next year. And yeah, I found the team and went there. Didn't know what to expect, nothing, but I just went there and like it came out pretty good. Was your friend on the Tulsa Oilers, or was he just on another team and helped no, you? No, just another team. No, he was just another team, and like he gave me a few connections, and that's how I got there. Yeah, I loved it. It was. Was it sort of uh, you just went for camp and you made it through camp? Yeah, kind of. I didn't know what to expect anything. I didn't know that like, you can, that was just a camp. I was thinking I already like signed player going there, you know. Yeah. I yeah. came in and there's like like a bunch of guys and like I, like I have to get to a team and yeah, it came out pretty good. I, get, I got lucky I got on the team. It was a good time, a good experience. Was there anything hard to um, get adjusted to um, in North America, whether it be um, the way that the ECHL and the teams run daily as far as practicing the games, the three and threes, or was there anything like just in general living in Tulsa, just in America, anything different? Was there any trouble with transitions with that at all? No, like everything was different. The trainings, like the fields, like the size of the field, the, even like my English, like I thought at that point I was like speaking good English. I had good grades, but <laughs> getting there and I have to actually talk like English with like people around me. So that was kind of hard in the start, but I got into it like and like all the surroundings too. Like the first thing that I saw like going to the rink was like storm shelters. I'm like asking, <laughs> what is this? Because I, I had no idea that it's like tornado seasons and everything like that in Tulsa. So when I saw that and I got into it, it was like, wow, I didn't know that. And like everything, like it's a totally different world. Like what you see in like what I used to see in movies or something like that, like it just came into reality. And like so it was pretty interesting for me. What were your expectations? Were you excited to move? I'm sure you're excited, but like were you excited to live in America or was it just kind of like a playing opportunity? What was kind of your expectations? Both, both actually. To yeah. try to play in America, it's a good league. It's not like third league. It's it's competitive and, and just to see what's going on there. 
I, I would have stayed the next year if the coach didn't go to a DHL team. Like, I already, like, talked with him. He wanted me back, and it just didn't go through. But I didn't look for other teams. So I stayed in Europe. Got you. So um, what led to your decision then? Because you were only there for a season, and then you moved on. Um, so what led to your decision to travel and play across so many different countries? You know, I know you returned to um, your home country as well. Um, but was there more benefits traveling around? Did you like just in general seeing uh, what league was the best for you? What, what kind of led to that decision as well? It depends, like, on the market, too. Like, after in England, I went because I, like, already, like, tried American hockey. And right. I, want, I, I heard that the players play their, like, American style, so I wanted to go there. Plus, I can see new places, find out new cultures, Pretty interesting to travel around and like play hockey. For right, yeah. So how'd you get linked up to Manchester? Yeah. Uh, my buddy gave me an agent, and that's that's how it went. He he offered me to go there, and like I went there. Did you have a bunch of other offers at all? Whether it be the that year, no, no, I don't. No, that year I didn't have. So I started to play in like a Latvian team in the local championship, I think, and I got the the option to go there like in, in like autumn middle of autumn so i went, decided to go there and, and it was crazy too because like i was thinking okay i was in america then i go to manchester and like there's a totally different accent to those guys <laughs> like, it was so hard to understand what go, those guys are saying to me at the start and but then i adjusted it it was it was a fun time there too well, then it's not, a hockey up- town. it's not a hockey town, but it's like a football town, but it was like still, still a good season for me. What yeah. was it? What was it like? Because we do have a lot of EIHL uh, listeners, so uh, I'm not trying to poke fun at them. But then you end up in Fife, and you got to deal with a Scottish accent. Right? <laughs> That's right. We <laughs> had on a, too, yeah. Yeah. We, we had on a coach from uh, uh, Coventry on our podcast, and he's from Scotland, and. You know, we had to stop the podcast once, and Andrew's like, "I I can't understand anything you're saying." <laughs> it's very tough. <laughs> yeah, it's it's totally different. Like every region is different. Like when when you think you you know that you know how to speak in English, you get into Scotland or Belfast, Northern Ireland, <laughs> then you're starting to think, "Wait, wait, what are these guys saying to me?" Like you know, <laughs> yeah. but you get used to it. Like you understand them after a while. You're there, so it's all good. So, you know, you spent a few years in the EIHL in between some other leagues as well, but 2017-2018 uh, season, you capture another championship, but different kind of championship because it's EIHL, it's kind yep. of confusing, but the Gardner Conference Champions, hopefully I said that. What was that like? And um, just for our listeners too, what championship is that? What's What, what championship did you win? Uh, it's like... <laughs> It was like I think four, four or five teams are in like each like each division, so we won like our Scottish division, like we got into final four. Uh, that year was pretty good. We had a good team, and it was like we we made it to the final four. Everybody was happy. Like the whole year was fun that year. So it's it's kind of like the, just the champions of our divisions. Nothing that much. That you an elite prospect. So right, yeah. So you've been playing in France now for a couple of seasons. Um, how's your season going so far? It looks like you're off to a hot start, seven games with a goal or two and, a, and three or four assists. 
and uh, you're a defenseman, so you're lighting it up right now. Uh, what's, it's not the easiest uh, season I had because I got like injured in the start of the year, but it's not doing pretty good, not doing pretty bad. So we, we just started the, the championship. It's like France second league. It's, it's different here. It's not, it's not a lot of games. It's just 26 games a season. So every game is like counts until the end, like the last four games, you don't know who's going to be in the playoff spot or it's, it's different. This is not like the main league. This is only 26 games a, a year, but every game counts and you have to be ready for every game. So. So I like to ask this question to any uh, pro players that especially played during the COVID time and just, you know, having a perspective to, you know, fans and everything, getting an inside glimpse of a pro athlete. And, you know, you guys have to make a living, take care of yourself, especially if you're not making the millions in the NHL. So where were you during the time when COVID had hit around March, shut down the world? Where were you at your professional career then? And what I mean by where were you, of course, where were you physically? But then did you, what did your agent say or what did you think you should do? Was it hard to find a gig during that time? Were you able to skate during that time? Kind of bring us through that. Oh, I think COVID was like hard for everybody. But when it hit, like we were, I was playing in like a really good team in Latvia. And so we we're trying to win the championship. And like just before the playoffs, COVID started and everything just shut down. And uh, that's Basically, the next year was pretty weird too, because like nobody's know what who's gonna play, which league is gonna fold, and then I found uh, the spot in Poland, but which didn't turn out pretty good. But uh, yeah, like because of COVID, we had to go on quarantine like at least one time a month, and traveling was awful. It it wasn't like the best time, but COVID teaches us a lot of things too, like to to stay at home, like how to like. COVID like was was different. Like everybody was used to like having fun, going out. Then boom, you have to change your life. You have to like sit at home, like respect the rules. So it was it was a weird time, but it's I, I hope it's gonna be over now. Yeah. <laughs> so um here in North America, everything was shut down, and especially we heard the troubles were the rinks. Nobody was able to train, skate, keep up, um, staying in shape. How did you keep in shape and were the local rinks in your, uh, in, in Latvia, was that closed down too? Is it hard to do anything? Basically, yeah. Like you have to run, like run outside, like do some outdoor exercises, keep you like fit. Like it wasn't easy. Yeah. I, I don't remember about the rinks though. I think they, they were like shut down for a while and then they reopened it or something like that by like strict rules or something, but. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't easy that year. It was pretty well. Some guys didn't even play the whole year because of COVID. Like, you see, we're gonna find out a little bit more about you by what we call our lightning round questions. So, whatever is the first thing that come to your mind, it could be a name. If you have a story, the time is yours. Tell the story. But uh, we're gonna get to know you real well just by these questions. Yeah. All right, I'll start. Good. Whatever comes to your mind. Who was in your pro career the toughest goalie that you've ever had to shoot against? But so far, so far, so far, I don't even know. <laughs> None of them. All None of them. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> Do you have any pregame superstitions or rituals? Um, just eat my chicken before the game and pasta. That's basically it. Nice. Maybe have Which a couple of coffees and that's it. <laughs> 
Which arena had the worst ice conditions you've ever skated on? I think it was in Edinburgh, Edinburgh Capitals in the EHL. Okay. Yeah, like a really, really old rink. And the away locker room was like for like maybe seven people, but we had to go there like 22 people. Like it was a joke. <laughs> that was, so, was going to be my next, that's going to be my next question. <laughs> Which one was the worst locker rooms? Is that it too? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh man. And so uh we always hear uh from the North America, even if they played all over the world, they always say uh any rinks in the south did you I, t- I assume you played in Florida as well, like on the road trips or anything. Um, did you notice any troubles there? Because I know Tulsa doesn't go down that route too much during the season. No, Florida was Florida had a good rink. I loved it there. And th- there was no problems in the US with, the, with this yeah, stuff. Yeah. Who's the toughest player that you had trouble moving out of front of the net? And when I mean toughest, not like dropping the gloves, but just strong player. <laughs> no idea as well. You have to do your job and that's it. doesn't matter. Bro, it does his job, bro. It's not even a big deal. So favorite place you played at as a pro, whether it be a team, city, country, just which one was your favorite? So far, favorite place to play? Yes, it was like in the U eighteen in front of our like when we had the world championship U eighteen in Riga in full bar arena Riga. That's that's the favorite place, I guess. The most embarrassing or craziest thing to happen to you during a game or warm up? Did you trip over the blue line? Did you uh, you know, slip on a puck? I think I did all of them for sure, but <laughs> most of one was probably I don't know. I don't have nothing in my mind, but like getting hit with a puck maybe in the face. That's uh, that's, that's not that's good. A, no, not good. <laughs> Rowdiest crowd you've played for. Yeah. Most impressive crowd. Most impressive crowd crowd was in Poland because they have like Poland. football fan supporters and they were so loud and like they're like like actual football fans they just come to the hockey rinks and uh, cheer for the team and can't hear anything it's pretty cool I have a feeling I know the answer to this but we'll finish up with this so thus far in your career you still got a long way to go what's been your fondest memory like the best memory with ice hockey Yes, with as yeah, a pro, as, as a, a pro. Well, it could be the U18. That's yeah, that too. Yeah. I think that's probably the best. Yeah, the U18 was the best one. Gold medal. Yeah. yeah. So what is your plan? Obviously, you're playing in France right now. Uh, are you taking season by season? Or are you uh, uh, going to be on the open market after the season? Or you can't really say? What's your, what's, which, what, what should we look for in store for you in the future? I'm taking season by season, like after every year, and deciding should I play more or should I stop playing or, yeah. Are you um are are you open to the EHL again? Are you open to coming in North America again, or you, or you want to stay? That chapter is over. I'm I'm 24 this year, so yeah, probably take it easy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, man, we can't thank you enough. I think you might be our first, and we've had on like 100 hockey players. 
I think you're the first one that has been from a non-English speaking country. And I got to say, your English is better than some of the EIHL players. (laughs) (laughs) Where did you learn the English so well? Or is it just through the years you had to learn? Just through the years, basically. A little bit in school, like the first steps maybe, but then just traveling around, had to speak with people, speak hockey on the ice. Most of the time it was English. So even here in France, I still speak English on the ice and a lot of people speak English. So you have to learn English for sure if you want to be a well, hockey player. Yeah. We, can't, we can't thank you enough. Um, hang on, we'll say goodbye after we stop this recording, but uh, we want to thank you for being so gracious with your time. There's like a seven-hour difference. So he's in France, we're in Tulsa. Gotcha. We thank you so much for joining us. This has been great. No problems, guys.